Hi everyone, welcome back to Astrology and You. If you're new here, I am Alice. And I'm Maxine. We are so excited that you're listening and here for this episode all about Saturn. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about Saturn today mainly, actually not mainly, but it is interesting that it coincides with my exact (laughs) Saturn return. So we're recording this today. Yeah, at the exact same moment that Saturn in the sky is at the same position it was when I was born. So that's really significant. Only happens every 29 years. But um, Saturn's also my favorite planet. Like I'm obsessed with it. So I wanted to dedicate (laughs) a whole episode to it. Yeah, whereas like, I mean, I like Saturn for sure, but it's just, I love Jupiter, which I feel like is its antithesis. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, I'm definitely in a minority in that I like Saturn. I don't know, like it's not fun (laughs) in the moment. It can be really depressing and difficult, like a Saturn transit um, or Mm. Saturn in your birth chart. But after the fact, like after you know how to work with it, it's just like you get so many rewards and you look back and you're like, wow, I really learned a lot with Saturn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really can give you some hard won wisdom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And for the sake of this episode, we're going to focus on Saturn just in the birth, I'm sorry, in the houses of your birth chart. Um, We have done a whole episode on Saturn return. So if you want to go back to that, but yeah, we want to focus on mainly on it in the houses because a lot of the time we do get messages like, I have Saturn in this house. Does this mean I'm doomed? I'm scared of this. So yeah. we just wanted to address like it's actually not a bad thing and like how to work with it in these different houses of your birth chart. Yeah, exactly. And so we're mostly going to focus on the houses. Obviously, there's so much more we could get into and we will drop in some other things, but um, just know that this is not an exhaustive list of what your Saturn means for you. Yeah. But hopefully like a good intro to Saturn. Yes. A super good intro. I'm so excited for this episode, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, but before we get into it, um, did you want to go over like life updates? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. So Alice and I actually, it's so funny. We'll talk about maybe the astrology behind it, but we finally got to meet in person after not living in the same city for a while. So if you're new here um, to the podcast, Alice and I lived in New York together for many years, and then I moved to Colorado randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so randomly. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and so we got to meet up. We went to um, Laguna Beach in California this past weekend and um, got to see each other. Yeah, like we hadn't seen each other since last May. And it's crazy. I remember when you first moved, people thought the podcast was going to stop. And we're like, no, like you can record <laughs> yeah. a podcast between two different cities. But it definitely is. Yeah. I don't. It's really nice to see each other in person because I feel like when we do talk, it's all only about the podcast and what we need to do for work. Yeah. 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 And we didn't talk about work at all. I was so proud of us. I know I was too. Uh, (laughs) But the astrology of it, do you want to share why, like how it was reflected in your chart? Yeah. I mean, I, I never really think of this as a travel transit, but somehow every year I end up traveling, um, the sun's when the sun is in Pisces. So Pisces season, that's my eighth house, my moon and Venus are in Pisces. So I just really feel like, um, when the sun moves over my moon, there's always an emphasis on like 
where like going somewhere else like not moving Mm. homes per se but like leaving the home to go somewhere Mm, yeah and it's also your moon season right because the sun is in the same sign as your natal moon and I feel like that's such a great time for nurturing relaxing more not working as hard yeah and same with like because Venus is there too so it's moon and Venus season and Venus is also about like pleasure and what do you like to do for fun yeah, and it rules your third house of travel, so. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. And then also, like, Pisces season in general. Pisces is ruled by Jupiter, and Jupiter is the planet associated with travel and having eye-opening Ooh, new experiences. Yeah. So I feel like Sagittarius season and Jupiter season, not Jupiter season, true. Sagittarius <laughs> season and Pisces season, both are ruled by <laughs> Jupiter. Those are great times of the year to, like, get away and and see a new part of the world. Oh, I love that. I want to start calling it Jupiter season now. I I like that better. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then it was wild because for me, why I was traveling, I was really confused because I'm like, it's my 10th house season. This should was Saturn. It should be about work for me. Um, But I ended up traveling and my lunar return totally reflected it. So if you don't know what a lunar return is, basically every 28 days, when the moon goes back to where it was when you were born, it like shows you what changes you might expect that upcoming month. And um, yeah, basically it it just totally reflected travel and seeing friends was like the huge theme for that. I love that. Lunar returns are, when they're good, they're good. Yeah, that one was much needed. (laughs) I feel like I hadn't had like a relaxing lunar return in so long. And also we were talking about this, like even though Pisces is your 10th house in whole sign, um, your midheavens in Aquarius. And we were discussing like how you always feel the career transit, even though it's a ninth house transit, your midheaven is there. So it's so much more career focused for you, maybe more so than like an actual 10th house transit would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, if, if you guys listening have your midheaven in a different house than the 10th, definitely notice that season if work picks up. Cause that's always been true for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Should we get into the episode? Okay. Yes. Let's dive into it. So just to start off, we're kind of going to take it back to basics and talk about when we're talking about looking at your natal Saturn or Saturn placed in your birth chart what does that mean like what does Saturn symbolize yeah so Saturn is a placement and as we'll get into it it'll like taint each house that's located in for you um with its significations but Saturn in general I think of it as like um the area of life where you continually have these hard lessons that you have to master and you have to learn and it's it's often like a fear-based it like produces a lot of fear and anxiety based on like what house it is located in for you um and as you get older it just becomes easier to deal with yeah totally feel that and then I like how you phrase that too because Saturn as a planet it kind of has this underlying urge for like security safety and almost like being defensive. So I feel like the fearful attitudes can definitely come into play wherever Saturn's placed in your chart, both wanting to protect yourself, preserve yourself there, and then also like having this desire to kind of push through the fear. Yeah, like definitely it has that aspect of like, okay, I need security here and there's a lot more stability in that part of your life where Saturn is. But um, sometimes it can go overboard and 
the person is like so obsessed with having security that it makes it hard for them to take risks or fully be themselves in that part of life Mm -hmm. because they feel like they have to follow a certain structure or certain book of rules when really that's kind of just limitations they put on themselves. Mm, Yeah. And also a lot of pressure. I feel like Saturn, you can, it kind of has to do with some responsibilities or duties you feel like you place on yourself or society does or family or whatever it might be. And yeah, that, that pressure just kind of like comes up from within you. Yeah. Like you feel like you have to be a perfectionist in that part of your life when like no one is criticizing you as much as you're criticizing yourself in that area. So like, for example, if you have Saturn in a career house, it's like, I have to do these certain steps to get where I want with my career and I have to do this job and then that job and I can't leave that job until I do that. It's like very focused on having certain goals and like you're probably always employed because you're not likely to take like a huge career risk. But at the same time, maybe you're like overly critical of yourself at work and um, it makes it hard to like find your unique path within your career because you think you have to do like what's expected of you basically. Oh my gosh. I mean, I will get into it, but I have Saturn in my 10th house, which is a career house. And that totally speaks to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas like if you have Saturn in a relationship house, it's that same mindset, but applied to like a friendship or friendships or romantic relationships. It's like, okay, this is so much responsibility. I'm so scared of rejection or doing things wrong that you feel like you have to follow certain rules to deal with that part of your life. Right. Rules and also timing like that. I mean, that makes sense for relationships a lot like people with Saturn and relationship houses, you know, like wherever Saturn's place, you might think that there's some time frame where you have to get married by or you have to have X job by or, you know, like be at this place in life, whereas that's not true. And actually Saturn kind of helps you be met with life lessons and earn wisdom over time that lets you transcend that mentality. Yeah. And like, as you get older, you become an expert in the area where Saturn's located. So like, let's say you have Saturn in the sixth house, as we'll get into more in throughout the episode, but like over time you may become like an expert in health and wellness and taking care of your body. Whereas earlier in life, that may be an area where you repeatedly face struggles with, and you always had health problems you had to deal with, or like you just stress your body out so much. And then it totally flips as you get older and it it's like something more that you can work with better Mm, yeah and there's different ways that you can respond to your birth chart Saturn throughout your life because it might be that especially when you're younger because Saturn gets easier with time it's really hard you might have trouble being authentic in that area or you have blocks or fear or also with Saturn you might feel guilt surrounding that area of life So as we talk about it, we'll get into that. But that's kind of a less evolved version of engaging with your Saturn. Yeah, like some people may not even have that many issues with their Saturn placement. It may just mean that they're born maybe more mature or they kind of know what to do. um, But they still take that part of life super seriously. And they have maybe more maturity and like a sense of duty there, even if they don't get that negative like fear stuff or um, placing limitations on themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the last thing I want to say about that is definitely that, you know, sometimes people might feel this fear of that area of life where Saturn is and meet it by being really closed off to that area of life. Whereas other people might kind of learn to deepen their self-reliance or find inner strength there. So I think that's important to touch on too. 
Yeah. One more thing I wanted to emphasize is like also Saturn tends to bring delays. So it's like, we've kind of discussed this, but like it gets easier as you get older because it's just, there's a delayed start to that area of your life and really knowing what to do there. Mm, Yeah. Super important. So if you're listening and you're like, I feel like this area is still tricky for me. Maybe it's because it's before your Saturn return, first of all. So before kind of age 28 or so. Um, or it's, you know, there's many Saturn returns throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. And then through Saturn, we're not talking about the transits in this episode, but right. (laughs) When Saturn transits come along, it triggers that natal Saturn placement and it just becomes more of an emphasis for like a year, two year period. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturn, I always like to just simplify it by saying, I really think it's the area where you're learning to kind of push beyond fear and, kind of not let it hold you back yeah definitely feel that with my Saturn placement too yeah um okay so let's get into Saturn in the houses um and running through all of the 12 houses and getting into maybe a few more in depth Yes. Okay. Let's do it. And we actually, how we're structuring this to not just go like one through 12, whichever house Saturn's placed in, we're grouping it into three or four different groups. Yeah, because there are some houses that kind of relate to one another, um, and you'll see that in a second. But yeah, pull up your birth chart, or if you already know it, just listen along for what house Saturn is placed in your birth chart. And like we always say, we use whole sign houses, so I would recommend switching to that to see where Saturn is. Yeah, and if you don't know what whole sign is, basically if you're looking at your chart and some of the pie shapes look smaller, you're probably than others. It's not whole sign. So do that first before listening. Yes. So um looking, we're gonna look at the first, fifth, and ninth houses first. Um so if you have Saturn in those, that's what we're gonna be focusing on right now. Yeah, and the common theme of all of these houses generally is self-expression and identity. So when you have Saturn placed there, it tends to bring up some blocks or maybe some fears that you're here to kind of learn to move beyond. Yeah, like what it, I feel like specifically with Saturn in the first or fifth, it has a lot to do with like self-confidence. And I feel like a lot of the time when people have Saturn in the first or fifth, there's they just hold themselves back a lot or they, they're kind of like fear criticism. Um, so they'll often like look to other people, like, what do I do in this situation instead of like trusting their own instincts? Yeah. You're really learning to, to trust your own instincts and also to not be so hard on yourself because usually Saturn there means that you might be very self-disciplined or put a lot of pressure even on yourself Mm-hmm. And what is it in the fifth house specifically? It has to do more so with like creativity. So feeling like what they create or their artistic skills aren't good enough to show off or they fear criticism with that. Um, so that's one that's specific to the fifth house and that they get older and they just become more sure of their voice and like their own uniqueness and their own creativity. And they're less scared of showing off what they have to offer to the world. Okay, I have a perfect client example of that. I Mm -hmm. just had a reading with someone recently who actually is an artist now, has Saturn in the fifth, but for it didn't happen until after her Saturn return because she was told growing up that she wasn't artistic enough or creative enough there. Oh my God. So she actually had to like overcome those those things she was told so that Mm -hmm. way she could share her gift with the world. That's really interesting because like in the... Once you kind of master that Saturn in the fifth, it becomes more about 
okay, how can I create something that stands the test of time? So as an artist, it's creating like a painting that'll last for longer than you're alive, maybe. Or like if you're a writer, I feel like I see this maybe with writers that develop and with Saturn in the ninth too, it's like the writing skills come in later, but it's like they create something that's more meaningful and lasts a while. Ooh, I love that addition, Alice. Yeah. And also just to mention like um, fifth house Saturn sometimes can be related to love. So when it does come into romance, feeling open there, feeling like you can express yourself freely in a partnership. Yeah. It's a lot about like self-worth and relationships, like maybe feeling like you don't deserve a lot with relationships and dating. And then as you get older, kind of figuring out how you can have greater confidence when dating people and like respect yourself more. Mm, yeah and Saturn in the first house is really important to touch on because I mean all of them are (laughs) but I mean but just to emphasize that any planet in your first house is always going to be just magnified in importance so Saturn in the first house that person might have a more serious personality they might feel like they've taken on a lot of responsibility even from an early age just naturally kind of being very in charge of themselves like that's the energy they give off yeah like more mature kind of that's the way they present and kind of more serious personality too but I also feel like these people or people with I don't want to like group like these people um people (laughs) with Saturn in the first tend to like hold themselves back sometimes or there's like not a lot they want to like reveal about themselves it's kind of like they like put a shield up Yeah, very cautious, I would say, is a great word for Saturn the first. And again, because Saturn gets easier with age, you are able to let yourself, like, let your guard down over time when you feel more comfortable with someone, especially, like, as the years go on, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, trust your decision-making, too, rather than looking for, like, outside validation, I would say, is big with these. Um, Yeah, with all three, I would say ninth house just to differentiate it a little more is a lot about like your belief system and where you find meaning in life and maybe it takes until the Saturn return or you're a little older um to like differentiate like what do I believe in what do I stand for like what are my opinions on the world yeah I see that a lot with people who are learning to forage their own beliefs maybe super different from what they were brought up in like to your point Alice Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then also sometimes though, there can be kind of a fear of that. So maybe earlier in life, for example, people who are really interested in astrology, but at the same time, maybe they were told that that wasn't like, okay to pursue in some way, shape or form. Or feeling like they need a ton of education on something before they can take a risk and make it their career. So, I mean, with Saturn in the ninth, they see this with people that are always in school like needing to go back to get a higher degree and like more degrees um but really like I don't they just take education like very seriously that's not always a negative thing of course but learning maybe realizing that there's a certain point like where you don't need that much education yeah where you don't need like the certificate up on the wall like if you know that you know enough and you feel confident then you are capable yeah so I'd say that's the general theme with all of these is like okay, like I'm capable of making these decisions for myself and I'm enough. Yes, I, I actually was going to say like all of these two, there's such um, a common thread between them where they're learning to take leaps of faith and bet on themselves. Mm, I love that. Like that, I love how like you put that. 
Yeah, we'll end there. <laughs> okay, That's like a perfect clothing sentence. Um, <laughs> okay, so moving on to the work-related houses. So this would be if you have Saturn in the second, sixth, or tenth house. Once again, they're all a little different from each other, but the main overarching theme is like um, ha- coming into like what you're meant to be doing with your career and your work life a little later in life, and it may feel like you just don't know what you what you want to do with your career until you gain a certain level of like self confidence there. Yeah. And if you have this, I do too. (laughs) So I feel (laughs) ya. Um, Yeah. But it definitely, with these placements, it's kind of learning to make it on your own or to kind of find success in your own way or to like let go of certainty and security to pursue something you really actually want. Yeah. Like second house in particular is so much about like having Saturn in the second house is like needing to always make sure you're like financially secure but maybe like to to the point where it's like okay like you need to spend some money or you need to take a financial risk sometimes oh yeah and actually yeah I would say definitely working on the mindset surrounding Mm -hmm, money mm -hmm. yeah or it's like you need to like self-worth and finances are so tied hand in hand with this it's like once that person realizes like their skills are worth something at their job and they can charge a certain amount of money I just feel like that takes a a little longer with Saturn in the second it might be that they like put themselves down or feel like they can't ask for a certain amount yeah yeah and it definitely means when it comes to maybe wanting to start your own business too there's definitely potential there and it would develop a lot more when you reach your Saturn return Like my dad actually has this and he's an entrepreneur. And once he actually committed to something on his Saturn return, that's when things took off. Yeah. Like great placement for being maybe more organized and as a person that works for themselves. So that would be maybe the more positive manifestation of that. Yeah. (laughs) Wanted to throw Mm -hmm. that out there too. Um, But yeah, that one I also say is like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, like usually not getting things, like wanting to make it on your own. Those people have such like that ambition within them to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like working independently for sure. Um, And then with the sixth house, yes, it's about work. It also has like a health spin to it. So I mentioned this a little bit in the intro, but maybe with a sixth house, Saturn it has to do with like being more mindful of like your physical body and your health. And maybe that's not so much of a priority when you're younger and you kind of have a lot of wake up calls like, okay, you need to eat healthy or you need to treat your body a certain way. Ooh, yeah, that's so important to note. And as well as health with the body, it's also, I think, mental health and finding more of a balance in your career. Because I find Saturn in the six, those people can just focus so much on work that they forget to take time to decompress. Yeah, like the sixth house is such a little detail, like everyday task house that it's, like you said, getting too caught up in that side of things where it's like, okay, step back, take a look at the bigger picture and don't beat yourself up over not being like a perfectionist in the everyday little details at your job. Yeah, and last thing I would say there, Um, on my end is just I noticed that's a placement where those people are learning that they don't have to solve everyone else's problems like finding boundaries when it comes to like oh should I give advice here is this person even receptive to it that kind of thing because they just want to help yeah or like overextending at their job like if they sense other people aren't doing the work it's like oh I'll step in and do their responsibilities for them one thing I would also add is that like Saturn I think I've 
said this already earlier in the episode, but like Saturn makes you like a master of the area. Like you master that area of your life and with it in the six, sometimes it's like turning health and um, wellness into your profession because you get so like knowledgeable about it and you have so many lessons concerning that area of your life that you become passionate about it and you want to make that part of your job. Yeah. And that that's what I love about Saturn too, because you're speaking from experience, you know, and it lands differently when you're saying, oh, hey, I've been there versus like, hey, <laughs> you know, take my advice, you know, when you don't know. So that's why wherever Saturn's placed, maybe finding a way to work on, oh, what experience do I have? How can I share this in some way? Yeah. It's like, there's a purpose for all those hard experiences Saturn gives you. It's like, so you can have all this like wisdom on that area of your life. Yeah. It's not for nothing for sure with Saturn. Do you want to speak on like how 10th house is a little different since you (laughs) have that? So you could definitely speak more on that than I can. Yeah. And I want to hear your um, perspective too, because I feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes with our own charts, you just can get so much tunnel vision, but Um, Yeah, so I have Saturn in my natal 10th house. And for me, I've seen this manifest as just this irrational kind of fear, I feel like, Mm -hmm. of being seen when it comes to career or feeling like I have to hide my successes. There's definitely some karma there maybe from past lives, but like feeling that when I do take up space, especially in, in my ambitions or my goals, or if I share it too soon, I feel fearful about that. And so I'm learning like, no, it's okay to put yourself out there and it's okay to try and fail or do Mm -hmm. something different that isn't traditional, that kind of stuff. I get that. Yeah, I see that with other people that have that too. And like how you had that kind of initial fear of leaving your job to become a full-time astrologer. Like I know it took like a while for you to become confident (laughs) in that. Whereas I was just like, fuck it. Like I'm going to be an astrologer. Yeah. And it was like deep fear. I mean, I get it when I, you know, I'll have people who I give readings to, for example, who are telling me that they want to quit their job and do something different. And I'm like, this kind of speaks to what you were saying, Alice of Saturn shows you where you're the master almost, but it's like, Yeah, those experiences of feeling you know you don't want to show up another day for work and you dread it, but you still do it. I so know that feeling because that was me for like two years. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. The one thing I wanted to add is um, also like because the 10th house is a lot about your like long-term career trajectory and like with Saturn influencing that, it's like sometimes you don't know what you want to be doing long term. Like people will be like, mm-hmm. what do you want to do with your career? And you just don't know for a while. And then it becomes more apparent as you get older. Yep. Yeah. And that was totally me growing up where I, I people would ask me what I wanted to do. And I had a million things I was interested in, but wasn't sure exactly which one it was. And it took me, you know, trying them all out in order to then finally land on something and maybe you know it'll even shift in the future that kind of thing yeah so if you have saturn in the 10th i wouldn't stress if you are lost at work or saturn in any of these workhouses because it just takes a while to i wouldn't like compare yourself to other people's successes because yours is more likely to come i don't know with age and maturity yeah, I always, another thing I like to say about Saturn that kind of like simplifies, you usually are a late bloomer in that mm-hmm. area of life, Yes, you know, yeah. and, but what's beautiful is that Saturn, because you do care so much about it, you're going to invest once you do make that leap of faith, once you do like do that thing in this case in career or work, when you take that next step, you will flourish because you're going to just like be so determined to make it work. Yeah, I 
we had forgotten to say that, but yeah, late bloomer. That's so a Saturn yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it gets better with age too. So it's kind of like, yeah, you might have a late start, but you can still catch up and even like surpass people in that area of life if I don't know. It sounds very competitive, but <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that is kind of like Saturn being more competitive in that area of life or maybe more comparison going on. Like, oh, they're doing better than me here. Maybe. Maybe that's something I haven't picked up on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about workhouses or do you want to move on? No, I think just to echo what you said, like if you have Saturn in these workhouses, don't worry if for some reason you're unclear about work because definitely um, I think it just takes a little longer to unravel. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is done. Moving on to third, seventh, and 11th houses. So these all have the thing in common is that they're about relationships. So 11th is obviously more about groups and friendships, like kind of bigger group friendships where seventh is like one-on-one friendships and also romantic relationships. And then the third is also about, I feel like it's like more close friendships than the 11th house, but it's, it's kind of like who you're meeting in your everyday life. Like it also includes like acquaintances. Yeah. So all of them do have that common like social theme though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would say just generally before we get into it is that as a common theme, you might notice there is some type of block in relationship settings. So it doesn't mean that like you're unable, like you're socially awkward. <laughs> like I don't mean that. I just mean like. I mean that is not, up. that's not so far-fetched because like as <laughs> having Saturn in the seventh. Okay. So it's like not in my 11th. So I'm fine in groups, huge group settings. But the second mm. it turns to one-on-one and I'm left with someone, <laughs> it's like really awkward. I'm like, I don't really know what to say to them. <laughs> I'm just thinking of our trip um yeah like if yeah. I was left one-on-one with any of those people I would have been like no 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 <laughs> yeah because we were constantly in groups that's so funny yeah um but yeah definitely what I was talking about that though is definitely there might be some of that and Alice you can speak to that more because you actually mm-hmm. have your Saturn here but I do feel like it's like you feel like you can't be your full true authentic self fully around others as easily like that might either take time to develop that trust between you and another person or it would just be something where you're kind of like learning to gradually unwind in a group setting Mm -hmm. yeah like just to focus on Saturn in the seventh first because like that's what I have so I have the most experience with it um like especially in like romantic settings and feeling like I couldn't my full personality never came out when talking to Mm -hmm. people especially like in high school and college it felt like I always like if I was texting a guy it was always like I had to text my friends and ask them what I had what I should respond to this person because it I didn't trust like my own responses and my own conversation with someone to be good enough and I felt like I wasn't doing it right so there was a lot of fear of like not following like a certain procedure Mm, oh my gosh yeah that's so Saturn in your seventh like people be like just double text just act act like you usually do and it it was always like so scary for me like to the point of like throwing my phone across the room or like just being so scared of like what the other person would respond also fear of rejection with relationships too with the, the seventh house more so romantic than the other houses but yeah just 
not even wanting to put myself out there or tell someone I liked them because it's just so scared you're going to get rejected. Mm, yeah, I would I would definitely say fear of rejection in relationships. I know we didn't touch on this when we talked about the fifth house. We're going to talk about the eighth, but I think it ties into those houses too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the seventh house though, I definitely feel like Saturn there can make it so that way you feel like, as you said, there's some rules that you have to follow. It has to look like this. And it's almost like someone has the rule book, but they're like, you don't have the rules. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, like just looking to everyone outside of myself for what to do with romantic relationships. And then I hit my Saturn return and I'm finally in a relationship for like the first time. So again, it brings in that theme of like late bloomer, like everyone else had had a long relation. Well, not everyone else, but it felt like that. It felt like everyone around me had been in some sort of significant relationship by the late 20, by my late twenties. And I still had not had that experience. And it finally like caught up like I finally got that yeah and that's that brings up a really other good point to just like drive home Saturn shows in your birth chart what area of life you might find difficult like blocks there but at the same time you want so badly you take so seriously so I love when people tell me oh I'm afraid that I have Saturn the seventh because I'm like no that's beautiful for relationships it's hard maybe to first get into a relationship but once you have that person so loyal like so committed to make it work I know I see that in you Alice Mm -hmm. but yeah it wasn't it wasn't like I was single and loving it like every year I was single I really really wanted to be with someone but I just had like a fear of being on dating apps or talking to people so it kept me isolated and alone and it just wasn't the right time yet also um but yeah, seeing relationship is a lot of commitment. So even if I was casually seeing someone not not being able to just be casual, it's like, okay, where is this headed? And constantly freaking out. It's like, are they talking to other people? Like, where is there any source of, is there any sense of commitment here? Mm-hmm. And you put so much effort even into close relationships, like even friendships and stuff. Because obviously the seventh house isn't just about romantic relationships. Yeah, and I I mentioned like being awkward, I guess, in one-on-one situations. That's more so when it's someone I don't really know, like with friendships. Like I love catching up with people one-on-one, maybe more so than hanging out in a group. Mm, Yeah, and I think it is due to that Saturn the seventh taking relationships so seriously. So it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, even friendships taking them more seriously. And oh my gosh, I just realized too we have been friends for so long and you have Saturn in the seventh, which Mm -hmm. could signify like longer lasting one-on-one relationships. But also being like very confident about, um, or not confident, very sure of like who is worth having a friendship with that long. It's like not just anybody gets a friendship for that long with me. I feel honored. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And then with Saturn in the 11th, I see this with people who um, don't have as many friends because they see friendship as such a big responsibility. So they definitely have fewer friends or they just like aren't themselves when they're with friends. Like it's you're not seeing the real person, I feel like. Yeah, it's sometimes I see this actually with people who have stage fright or they have a actual fear of speaking up in large groups like it's Mm -hmm. it feels scary (laughs) you know yeah Um, yeah yeah. 
Another one though that I think is important to note because it's not really just about the social theme that all these houses have. The 11th house can also be about like hopes and dreams for the future. And Mm -hmm. Saturn in the 11th, I see that a lot when the person feels like there's some block between themselves and what they actually really want for their future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I was going to say as well, um, a more positive manifestation of Saturn in the 11th is taking mm-hmm. group commitments super seriously. So like making it their job, their duty to bring people together for like group outings or organizing some type of community event yeah. and being very organized and like just on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like being able to do what I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like I cannot do that at all. um but yeah so that that is really positive and again like Saturn does get easier with time so I feel like to speak to what I was speaking about like feeling fear about going after what they really want it means that they just really mull it over for a while so they are sure of what it is that they want and then I I do see that becoming easier as they get older too Mm mm-hmm And then the third, I guess, because we really haven't talked about this one the most, I would say it kind of has that similar, like, kind of fear of speaking out. Like, I would say Saturn in the third typically can be more shy, especially when they're younger, like, fear of expressing their opinions. What would you, would you say that too? Yeah, I actually know a lot of people with Saturn in the third house, personally, um, So I see it where they are more reserved, like you were saying, Alice, like more cautious Mm -hmm. um, about not necessarily communication, but feeling fearful that almost that they'll be that same kind of thing we were talking about earlier being rejected. But when it comes to like saying the wrong thing. um, Yes, that makes so much sense with people I know with this. Yeah. And so again, with this one, I wanted to stress, it's not true so much when they're with people they know really well. It's more so like feeling they have to put on a kind of different face when they're around people who aren't in their immediate environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love how you explain that because I feel like I know Saturn placements really well, but the third is still one of those where I'm like, what (laughs) does it mean exactly? (laughs) I'm like, what does it mean that I have so many people in my life who have it? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think it's definitely learning to communicate your truth no matter who's in the room, who's around you. And yeah, not like making sure you're doing so too in a way that isn't too rigid because sometimes the shadow aspect of Saturn in the third I see is either being too reserved, not saying what you really want to say, or kind of being a little too strict about what you want to say. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of finding the balance there. I would also add that it has this like communication, um, like I guess you were just saying communication, but more like written communication. So a lot of times these people will have like writing talents or skills in like making videos or something that's visually communicate, visual communication related. Um, but they, it takes them a while to really like come into doing that. Yeah. So maybe they put off writing or they're too scared to like get their work out there. Kind of similar to the fifth where it's like, you don't want to show off really what you've done or you just doubt that you're actually good at it. Yeah. That's so, so true. But yeah, needing to take writing and um, other outlets of communication more seriously and having that be more of a theme as they get older. Yeah, and you just made me think, Alice, while you were saying that, I feel like another important thing to note wherever your Saturn is, is just there is some type of a gift there. And I know earlier in life, it doesn't always seem that way, but I really feel like you're 
learning that like with all the challenges that come up surrounding that, it's almost like challenges to help you get to that next level and help you up level there because you're meant to up level. You're not meant to stay, you know, not being able to share your gift with the world. Mm -hmm. Like the challenges are coming up for you to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay. So should we move on to the last category? Did you have anything else to say? Okay. No, no, it was perfect. So this is if you have Saturn in the fourth, eighth, or 12th house. Um, These all kind of share a common theme as well surrounding, I mean, they're much more emotional, I would say, and have a lot more to do with kind of your private life or things behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. I want to say like hidden parts of the chart because the eighth and the 12th yeah. house are hidden because they don't make aspects to the ascendant. The fourth is a little less hidden, but it still has to do with like the, I don't know, sides you keep to yourself, like you said. Mm, yes, totally. So all of, so when you think of Saturn being in any of those houses, then it's going to be that you really do kind of keep your private life as one example to yourself, or there's some hidden aspect of yourself that you might be a little fearful of fully bringing into the light Mm -hmm. I want to start with the fourth house because that one is a little easier to grasp because it pertains specifically to like home and family so a lot of times it is bringing that sense of like duty and responsibility into the family life so I feel with Saturn in the fourth often there's a person who has to take care of their parents and like act as a parent when they're a kid or maybe they're just the oldest of all their siblings, so they're seen as like the mature one. Or it could be that their parents are actually older. So whatever it is, there's kind of like a sense of maturity and duty in the home. Mm-hmm. That one is one that is so literal. I'm like in readings and such. It's it's just honestly so literal with that one. So everything else you just said is always so spot on. Yeah, like feeling like you have to do all this responsibility for your family, but maybe realizing when you're older that you don't have to like take care of your family all the time. Like there Mm -hmm. needs to be like kind of boundaries set at some point there. Yes, you literally just took what I was going to say. That's beautiful. (laughs) No, and it's true. And I would say that again is something that gets easier as you get older, but it's this sense even if you don't identify exactly with maybe having older parents, it's that feeling of duty toward them that you need to somehow take care of them or be more responsible of yourself. And then emotionally, maybe it is like having to come to a reckoning with like your childhood or just events from the past. Like how would you say that like emotional aspect ties in? Yeah, what I see is a lot fear of the past repeating. Mm. So I would say when it comes to emotional conditioning and like that aspect of it, sometimes feeling that they are fearful of fully feeling their emotions Mm -hmm. or it could be being fearful that something from the past like has to continue because it happened one time and it's actually learning to move beyond that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm trying to think of like how that ties in with like 8th or 12th houses because 8th and 12th is like a little different. I feel like those share more in common than the 4th. But 8th, it does have that money aspect to it too. But like Mm -hmm. just to start off with like 8th being about um, like learning how to be more open about your emotions and your feelings within intimate relationships. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I notice with the eighth house specifically, because it is such kind of a mixed bag of the themes that the eighth house is associated with, mm-hmm. the overarching thing is like having some type of a fear or some blocks when it comes to fearing death, literally just fearing death or fearing change, self-transformation, or even fearing intimacy. Those mm-hmm. are all kind of, I mean, I know that those are so different from each other, but they can come up so much when you have Saturn there. It's a fear of not being in control because like the eighth house is a lot Mm -hmm. about kind of controlling behaviors and Saturn there is definitely like these people like to control a lot of their life. And then like, for instance, when a Saturn return comes along, it's realizing they don't actually need to be in control that much. Or, or yeah, just things that you can't control like Mm -hmm. death, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also with the eighth, it, it kind of ties in with money too, in that you kind of, you come into maybe more money or financial success as you get older, but this might be a a part of your life where there is more anxiety and kind of needing to like, um, constantly be aware of your finances or that's just a point of stress a lot of the time. Yeah, that one comes up a lot. And I think also with that, sometimes with Saturn in the eighth house, you're learning to to be more it's kind of similar to Saturn in the second in that sense of learning that you know just switching your mindset even around money to be more open or more abundant exactly like the couple people I know with Saturn in the eighth it's they have like such a fear of never having enough money and then they hold on too tight and it just creates a cycle of like scarcity mindset yeah, so things learning about, I know it sounds so woo-woo, but honestly, like <laughs> the, the energetics of money and learning how to work with that, if you do have it, your Saturn in the 8th could just honestly be so transformative, not only for your bank account, but for life, like how you mm-hmm. just learn to interact with the world more. Also with Saturn in the, all of these, I would say, 4th, 8th, 12th, like mental health becoming something you want to be an expert on, like you've kind of you have to continually learn how to master your emotions and your behaviors and transform these patterns through like various transits that happen throughout the course of your life. But you become so passionate about talking about your emotions and um, transformation you've gone through. Oh, I love that. And I, I, another thing too that leads that you made me think of is um, just these people can be so good once they are open to it, letting themselves transform to then helping other people. So kind of giving people like a blueprint of, oh, I've been there. This is how you can transform and get out of that tough situation. That was, I don't know, emotionally heavy or what have you. Mm -hmm. What would you, how would you differentiate the 12th house? That one is another one that's like a little bit of a mystery to me. Yeah. All of these, I, yeah, all of these houses are kind of trickier because just they're not as tangible Mm -hmm. as all the other ones we went over for sure. Um, yeah, 12th house, I feel like it's actually, once you start noticing it, it can be so obvious. I feel like these people sometimes have these subconscious fears that hold them back, or they have these subconscious motivations that they have to address. Like, why are they really working at that job? Why are they really in that relationship? And usually it's stemming from something that once they bring attention to they learn that oh that I was doing that not for me so it's kind of learning to come back to like no I want to do this not out of fear or for someone else but for myself or it, I really like what you said or I've also seen like where the person doesn't have a lot of sense of like responsibility and like okay I need to 
work hard at this job or get to this position that is just kind of like a hidden part of their life. Like they just, they're, it's more difficult for them to tap into that than it might be for someone else. Mm, Yeah, I could see that because it's definitely a fear of failing at something too, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So in the sense of not necessarily just being, wanting to be very private about when they try for something, they might feel like they have to kind of keep it hidden but it's like they're learning that way. You're like here on earth school, let yourself like, you know, like it's okay to, I don't know. I feel like sometimes there can be some shame associated with like failure or their past Mm -hmm, in some mm -hmm. way that they're learning to get over, like to come to terms with and learn that it's fine. Like it doesn't define you. I love that. Also, I was going to add, um, the 12th house is associated with like mysticism and spirituality. So maybe finding a way to bring that into work. Cause Saturn is a lot about like work and duty. Um, so becoming an expert on fields that involve like astrology, for instance, or something else mm, that true. is about spirituality. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like I feel like a few, a handful of astrologers I know have Saturn in the 12th. Really? I was, it's so funny. I was just thinking I need to look up people, astrologers charts now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's all I had for the fourth, eighth and 12th. Did you have anything you wanted to end on Alice there? No, I feel like we covered all of those pretty well. Um, but yeah, like we said, kind of just an intro, obviously there is probably going to be an interpretation we missed. Yeah, yeah, for sure there is, because, like, we could go down so many. It was funny before we were recording this, we were like, what, what, like, all should we talk about? And, yeah, we definitely aren't including everything, but that should definitely help you understand, like, the core urge of, like, Mm -hmm. what your Saturn placement is asking of you. Um, Also, to add to that, if you don't have Saturn in Aquarius or Capricorn, it's also important to look at the houses ruled by Aquarius and Capricorn in your chart. Like, let's say you have Saturn in Pisces. It's important to look at where Saturn is in Pisces in your chart and listen to what we just said. But also, if you have one of these houses ruled by Aquarius or Capricorn, look at that because it may also have a similar influence of like those Saturn themes. Yeah. So if we were talking about one and you were like, oh, I super resonate with that. It might be that you actually have a tie in with Saturn there because maybe, I don't know if you just identified with the 12th house, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you're a Pisces rising and Aquarius is your 12th house. Yeah. Like I have Saturn in Aquarius in the seventh, but Capricorn rules my six. I don't have Saturn in the mm-hmm. six, but because Capricorn rules it, I so identify with having Saturn in the sixth house, like where health is just delayed. And that part of my life is, was like a source of like, I don't want to deal with it until it, until I reached the Saturn return and it became a lot more important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so for me, Capricorn's my eighth house and my ninth house is Aquarius. And when we were talking about how the ninth house Saturn, or if you have it rolled by these two signs, it can make it so that way you feel like you have to keep going to school, keep getting certificates, all of that stuff. I was so trapped in that. Like, how can I get the next certificate? Blah, blah, blah. And then I realized like, wow, I do not need that, you know? Mm-hmm. Or That makes a lot of sense yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it all makes sense now. Yeah. 
And also like having Saturn on angles would just make it more prominent. Um, So if you have Saturn in the first house, but it's really close to your ascendant line by a few degrees or in the seventh house close to your descendant line or Saturn on your midheaven or your icy line in your chart, like those just bring Saturn to like the forefront and it might be easier to tap into the traits associated with Saturn because it's like, it's such a visible part of your chart. Yeah, so you might identify with Saturn more just in terms of being more serious or being more disciplined, cautious, like all those Saturn traits, but also, yeah, even feeling it more strongly when we were going over the placement, you might've been like, wow, that not just resonates, but that really is me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I have Saturn on the descendant and I feel like that might be why it's my favorite planet to talk about because it's just so prominent. And that's the only planet I have in my chart that's conjunct, uh, an angle Saturn. I mean, yeah. So that makes so much sense. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no. And, and so, yeah, just noticing that that might be something that it's almost like when Saturn's on an angle, what I just wanted to add was that it can be applied to all areas of your life almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, this is like kind of random, but because I have Saturn on an angle, I find it hard to interact with people who also have Saturn on an angle. It's like too much Saturn energy. I'm like, no, like I'm like very, I feel like I'm very particular, but also guarded and like have those yeah. Sat- Saturnian traits. And when I come into contact with like someone with Saturn on the ascendant, yeah. I'm like, no, like this is really, it's like, it's like a clash. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yes. This is why it's so important. Like that's a perfect example, actually, Alice, of how you don't want someone who has the exact same chart as you or something too similar mm-hmm. at times or like your whole chart similar, obviously. But, um, just because you need to have people who compliment you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like as a heavy Saturn person, I need someone who's like a little more laid back because you can't have two people that are super like <laughs> uptight like that. I don't know why that like gave me such a good image. Um, but yeah, definitely. And I love how my favorite planet is Jupiter, as I said at the beginning, full circle. Yeah, Why we get along. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Um, um, but we also wanted to talk to you right about Saturn connections, just like maybe touch on sun, moon. Yeah, to finish up, in addition to like Saturn being in the houses, also like in Saturn ruled houses, so Capricorn and Aquarius houses of your chart. Also, if you have like um, a Capricorn moon or an Aquarius sun or an Aquarius or Capricorn Venus, like if those two signs rule, if you have any planets located in those two signs, those planets take on Saturnian qualities. So like a Capricorn Venus might function similarly to having Saturn in the seventh house where mm-hmm. relationship stuff just tends to be a lot more delayed for you or there's more difficult lessons to learn in gaining greater confidence with relationships. Mm-hmm. Or you just really take a more traditional approach to relationships or take them much more seriously for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why like Capricorn sons get like a lot of flack for being so like serious or like obsessed with work it's like it's literally because they're influenced by Saturn which is like okay (laughs) I have these duties and these responsibilities I need to tend to yeah but that's not bad at all like I mean honestly Saturn you need everyone has Saturn in their birth chart first of all and everyone has Aquarius and Capricorn but if you have a lot of planets placed there I feel like sometimes people will tell me oh is like that is that a bad placement to have so many Capricorn planets, for example? And no, it's beautiful. Like you have such an ability to kind of 
grow into that too, I would say, as you get older, because Saturn gets so much easier with age. If you have Capricorn or Aquarius planets too, those kind of unlock as you get older. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I just noticed the most with people who have like a Capricorn moon or Capricorn Venus, Mm. like relationships being the main focus that gets easier as they get older. Absolutely. Yes, I can vouch for that. (laughs) Not that I have it, but I've seen (laughs) that so often that I think it's so important to know it. And then also if you have like your moon or Venus or your sun or Mars, like if that, if those might be in other signs other than Aquarius or Capricorn, but Saturn is right next to them. So like if you have a moon Saturn conjunction, it would function similarly to having a Capricorn moon. Um, Or I don't know. Did you have other examples of that? No, totally. I was just going to say, if you do have Saturn placed next to the sun and moon or a personal planet, you will just feel like there is, like Alice said, just some delays there or learning to kind of, I would say, not be so hard on yourself, especially when it's the sun and moon contacting Saturn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like moon Saturn is like grow, grow up really fast, feels like they always have to take care of other people, I would say that, but like can sometimes like hold guard their emotions a lot in relationships. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Saturn's son is kind of that friend who I feel like people are like, wow, they're so mature. Like, like you give the best advice, but it's like, yeah, if, if your friend has this, I mean, obviously everyone's different, but make sure you're there for them too. Cause I just feel like that kind of goes for all Saturn heavy placements. I feel like those people are always looking out for other people and it's easy mm-hmm. for for them to be there for others, but sometimes others don't get the hint that just because they're the strong friend doesn't mean that they don't also want that in return. It's just harder to ask for help. Yeah, that's a really good point to make. And one thing I'd add is like also when Saturn's connected to a personal planet like Mercury, Sun, Moon, um, sometimes there's a tendency to like look at the negative side of things and like kind of assume a more negative outlook for like a project you've started or like a situation Mm. when really like you kind of need to pull yourself out of that and get a little more optimism in your life. Yeah, totally. Because Saturn also to simplify, I would say is like learning to move beyond some self-defeating behaviors or being too hard on yourself as we mentioned. Yes. Okay. I feel like that's a good place to end. Yes. And I do want to like address the (laughs) elephant in the room. Obviously we didn't talk about even the signs Saturn's in or aspects. Like there is a lot of stuff as we said at the very beginning that we're not going to get into, but, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, we could just be here for another hour. So I think we're good. (laughs) I know. I was thinking about that. This is like the longest episode we've recorded in a while. And I feel like it's because it's literally about Saturn. Oh my gosh. That's so true. (laughs) It's like time. (laughs) Yeah. So if you don't know, Saturn is about literal time. So often it just involves things taking a lot longer. Like our podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is fun. Time to wrap it up. Um, Actually, also, if you haven't already taken our courses, we have Mastering Birth Charts where we get into all of the nitty gritty details of what not only Saturn means, but every planet in your birth chart. And we take you through like signs, houses, aspects, the whole thing. Yeah. So if you were interested in this episode and want to keep learning more about your birth chart, super in depth with certain placements, definitely sign up for that course. And we've put the link in our show notes. 
Yes. So we have mastering birth charts and also applying transits. And if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We'd love to point you in the right direction. Yes. We just want to help everyone learn more about astrology because we're so passionate about it. (laughs) So everyone can have conversations like this. Like this would be a normal conversation at a dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love. Thank you guys again for listening and we'll be back next week with another episode. Yes, you guys. Thank you so, so much for listening. Bye. Bye.